gang. How's it going? We are doing something a little different because we probably aren't going to podcast next week's Bachelorette in a timely fashion. I'm headed to the dough as my freshman year roommate, who is from Orlando, insisted on calling it. So I assume that's what everyone calls Orlando. Well, that's the city that made her a woman. Is she going to be there to show you around? Yeah, and like, I'm not going to ask her to, and then she's going to get real mad. <laughs> I could show Anna the real dough. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would have no idea what someone was talking about if they were like, are you going to the dough? Like well, none. It's because you've never been to the dough. Ah, well, I've flown in and out of the nah. dough. But like, if someone was like, "Hey, do you?" When before I went to Atlanta, when someone's like, "Hey, have you? Are you going to Hot Atlanta?" I'd be like, "Yeah," or like Chai Town. Yeah. I just think like the dough is a little that needs to be, get a little bit more popularized before you can just well, throw that I'm around. You're right, here. We I'm go. This it. is we're making it happen right now. If I said I'm going to Roan, would you know that I meant Tyrone, Pennsylvania? Yes, but I would not expect anyone else to know that or to know where Tyrone, Pennsylvania is, for that matter. About 25 minutes away from Altoona. Yeah, right smack dab between a Toontown and State College, Happy <laughs> Valley. Yeah, we know nicknames for all these little Pennsylvania towns. Uh, Doe listeners, if you live in the Doe, please (laughs) reach out and tell us whether you call it the Doe or not. Please confirm that I should call it that all next week. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yeah, just do that. Like, how long have you lived in the Doe? (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite thing to do in the Doe? Oh, Where's man. your favorite donut shop? <laughs> dough donuts. Do you know where I can get a sourdough starter in the dough? I want to make some dough dough. Oh, oh man. Go to the Natural History Museum in the dough to see the dough dough. <laughs> The dodo do. I'm going to bring my cat just so that she can do what she do do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do what she do do. And there's no doing anything. I'm around it. For he will do as he do do. And there's no doing anything about wild it. Well, I'll tell you, the thing to do in the dough is Harry Potter world. Uh, Not a big Harry Potter fan. I feel like I surely have talked about that on the pod before. It must have come up. It had to have come up at some point. But uh, if it hasn't, those books are dumb. Uh, (laughs) Haters come at me. Uh, Miki, We've definitely talked about this before. Dumbledore dies. Also, our hamster Dumbledore died this week. R.I.P. Big guy. That's a little guy. Little guy. Yeah, he was a little guy. We had him for exactly a year. Like, on the day that we adopted him last year, I went to go get him out of his cage. Like, oh, come here, little guy. You're going to get on your wheel? And that motherfucker was dead. Oh, poor. Poor guy. He just feels like, I have one year to live. Uh, can I just say something? Yeah. Having a hamster was a delight. I loved him. I mean, he just is pretty low maintenance. Very low maintenance. He's up a lot at night, though, right? He's yeah, nocturnal. But you can't hear. Yeah. I feel like it was kind of comforting. I would wake up and be like, oh, he's on his wheel. Or like, there's somebody up keeping an eye on things. Yeah. While yeah, you're he was in the bed. Real yeah. Night <laughs> he was the watcher on the wall, <laughs> on the hamster wheel. Oh, so oh. yeah, if you are, if you yourself are contemplating getting a hamster i feel like they kind of get a bad rap they've become a little bit of a punchline well that's i I guess that was gerbils with richard gear i was gonna say that was richard gear's fault that was a guinea pig 
No, I'm pretty sure it was a jerk. A guinea pig. I mean, how? <laughs> what kind of space is Richard Gere working with I that it could be a guinea pig? I swear I thought it was a guinea pig. I swear pig. it's a gerbil. Also, I think that that never happened. I'm Googling it. And No, that's, it didn't happen. That's I mean, like it might in, have happened. But that's just a, such a great that's example. That's a really specific rumor it, to get started, though. For it not, like, that, well, does I that just think, come out of nowhere? I think that's why it's stuck, though. Is because it was so specific and strange. Like, it's just one of those, like, perfect rumors that, like, just sticks in your brain and you just remember it forever. Richard Gere and the gerbil. Here's a TMZ article. Okay. How that gerbil story really started. Oh, okay. What what happened? Sylvester Stallone started it. Wait, what? Yeah. It says, Sylvester Stallone thinks that Richard Gere is still mad at him for starting that whole gerbil in the, well, you know, (laughs) story. Oh, man, when he shoved a gerbil in his, well, you know. Stallone tells (laughs) ain'titcoolnews.com that Gere continues to harbor a grudge because Gere believes it was Sly who started that urban legend. Uh, yeah, I would hold a grudge. Oh, about absolutely. That too. Yeah, if somebody started that rumor about me, because it also it's that's not going anywhere. Like that's when he dies, people are gonna make like gerbil jokes. This about is very it. complicated. And by people, I mean me. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the deal: Gear and Stallone were on the set of 1974's *The Lords of Flatbush*, and the two actors got into a tiff over lunch one day. Something about chicken grease, Sly's thigh, and a hot dog. Whereupon Stallone elbowed Gear in the side of the head. The tension between the two actors became so fevered that Gear got kicked off the film, which still angers him today, apparently. Uh, to this day, Gear seriously dislikes me, says Sly, who adds, for the record, he did not start the rodent, rodent rumor. Oh, wait, so he didn't. We still don't know how it got started. Here's the thing. If Richard Gear got kicked off of the film, wouldn't Gear start the rumor about Stallone? I mean, who knows? Obviously, we don't know what's going on, other than the intrepid journalists that ain't at cool news. Yeah, and TMZ. <laughs> well, it says Gears Rep had no comment. Okay, <laughs> uh, that is, that's unfortunate. So we, but we don't know how this thing actually started. Well, I guess it's implied that Sylvester Stallone started it as a cruel rumor. Sure, but he seems to be denying it. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. this is Robbins. Please get to the bottom of this For situation. Sure. It's just, I love thinking about, like, what celebrity rumors stick. Like, for instance, the other week, there was, like, a false rumor that Larry the Cable Guy had died. Yeah. And I feel like that, when I saw that, I was like, that is the perfect celebrity to make up that rumor about. Because he's not famous enough that you're like, no, I saw him last week. Right. But he's famous enough where you're like, oh, he's dead? Right. And, like, he was youngish, so it was like... I just find it fast. Like, if I tried to make a rumor that Michael Caine died, I feel like it's, like, too believable. Yeah, you know, and, and that, like, Michael he's Caine, around. the British actor? Yeah, the British actor. <laughs> and, like, too famous. You know, that's what I'm saying. You have to pick the right person for these rumors to really take off. Paul Pfeiffer being Marilyn Manson. Yes. That's another great one. Exactly. And, like, they the perfect. They look enough alike. It's weird enough. It's uncanny enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone, some academic somewhere must study these celebrity rumors. Um, all right, well, speaking, we called each other here today to talk about uh, our ongoing separation. Uh, Is yes. that a seamless transition guess, into our actual yeah. topics? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> we won't be recording next week's Bachelor episode until after I return from Harry Potter land. And the dough. 
no doubt a transformed Potterhead. <laughs> I would love it if you came back enchanted by Harry Potter. If you come back as like McGonagall in McGonagall gear. <laughs> Who's yeah. McGonagall? The, the headmistress. The, is that the... the the it's like Dumbledore's du- counterpart that like runs it, the it Hogwarts. The actress from what is Maggie Smith? Yeah, I think? yeah, Downton Abbey. Abbey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yes. Dowager. Yeah, the Dowager is McGonagall, who is less salty as I feel McGonagall. Like there's literally like five British actors, and they all slash actresses, yeah. actors, I believe, is what we call them now in the biz. Uh, and they just cycle through everything. Yeah, they're in everything. Correct. Yeah, I feel like we watched. There was a period of time where we watched like Downton Abbey, Harry Potter, and like two other British things, and they were all just in all of it. Yeah, everybody's in everything. Yeah, yeah. must it's a be very. Nice. It's a very small, like the royal family. It's a bit incestuous. Isn't yeah, it? I guess. Yeah. I mean, Kenneth Branagh's out there, like in everything, and. <laughs> You can't make a movie. It's a BAFTA requirement I really do that you, feel have like to make, you have to put Kenneth Branagh in it. Either him or Emma, what's her face? Emma, I know who you're talking about, not Emma not Watson. Watson. Emma, the yes, Emma. the older Emma. Damn it, why can't Emma I remember that? Who's going to get it first? No, wrong Emma. Emma. The listener is shouting close. at their radio right now. Um, uh, Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. There it is. Which okay. actually cycles into, feeds into one thing that I want to say. Okay. Which is, from last week's episode, Ryan did not play the You've Got Mail clip that I specifically requested and said, we're going to play a snippet of it here. And then it's just Ryan talking. Uh, So we are going to play that You've Got Mail clip that I want. And you played the wrong version of the song because you played the song from Love Actually in in a pivotal scene with Emma Thompson. That is very complicated, and I definitely did not realize that. You played a version of Both Sides Now. Yes. That's not the Joni Mitchell version. It's like a, like... Like a new age, ooh, it's like super slow. I like the folksy version. Okay, no, that's fine. I typed Joni Mitchell both sides now into YouTube, and that's what came up as the first. I think that the one that you played is Joni sure. Mitchell, unless I'm mistaken. To be fair, I, I acknowledge that I was not familiar with the song, yeah. and I give my heartfelt apologies to you. To Miss Joni Mitchell, to most the of all, to the listener, to the full cast of You've Got Mail. Correct. I've Greg got a Kinnear. lot, a lot of apologies to make over this, and we will rectify that sound clip situation now. Now. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? Now. Now. I can never be with someone who likes Joni Mitchell. It's Cloud's illusions, I recall. I really don't know Cloud's at all. What does that mean? Is she a pilot? Is she taking flying lessons? It must be a metaphor for something, but I don't know what it is. All right, so let's uh, let's get to the matter at hand. Okay. We uh, wanted to revisit. We got several, and by several I mean one, requests for new uh, separation anxiety episodes. Thank you, Claire. Um, and so we gave ourselves two assignments this time. So assignment number one. Did we read the message from Claire? I don't believe we did. Do you want to read it? Should we? I, I guess so. Here, hold on. We're going to get it ready. Listen to some, some Joni Mitchell. I've looked at clouds from both sides now. Come up and down. And still somehow it's cloud illusion. 
So Claire said, among other things, I'm going to do a, a, a truncated, truncated version. version. Yeah. Thank you. Man, my brain's not working. Uh, I really think separation anxiety is some of your more meaningful work. Uh, has helped everyone who has listened in some way, myself included. I would love to hear another episode soon, especially now that Ryan has been referencing his girlfriend nonstop on the podcast. I added the nonstop. Sure, yeah. Uh, would be very curious to hear how you have navigated this phase of dating and how that has changed your separation and family dynamic. You also referenced legal divorce recently, which you had previously said was not an immediate focus. So would be very interested to hear more about that decision. All the best. And thank you for the laughs and the meaningful lessons. Oh, what a nice Thanks, message. Claire. This is even among com- this compared to like my actual academic work. I think this is more meaningful and reaches a larger audience. Yeah. Most, for, for sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody is like, boy, that article you wrote on oyster policy <laughs> documents is uh, really uh, very meaningful to me. Well, you wrote that AI article that I was did, yeah. uh, influencing major me- thinkers yeah, the, the university yeah. that we work at. <laughs> <laughs> Major thinkers. Well, all right. Well, let's get into yeah. it. Um, we can answer one of those questions quickly. We have not made any traction on legal divorce at all because we're very lazy and we don't see the need to do yeah. it right away. We talk about it yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, we always we always kind of like we just sort of throw it in there as a little barb like, I'll file for divorce tomorrow if you uh, keep this up. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't I'm even teasing. do that because yeah. I feel like it... It just doesn't seem to matter. It doesn't seem to matter. And it right now is mutually beneficial for us to remain legally married. In yeah. terms of insurance, finances, all those things. You also, know, it turns out there's a big old perk to being yeah, legally married to correct. people. Yeah. Well, I also feel like it just, it uh, feels like a big headache when I think about it. Because oh, yeah. we do have very obviously entwined lives finances it's the finances and the it's the bureaucracy the bureaucracy of the whole thing i completely agree it feels like whenever i think about it it's like thinking about like cleaning out the garage or mm-hmm. something where you're like god that's gonna Man, be a I lot need of work. to get to that yeah well and it's like you <laughs> it's one of those things where like well we could always do that later yeah you know that feels like, like a spring project yeah right fall ryan is really gonna <laughs> buckle down and deal with this paperwork well, i read an article from maybe the new yorker or the new york times i'm sure i forwarded it to you at some point but it was like tons of people are just separating and not divorcing for that very reason. Oh, yeah. I think well, we're part of a hot trend, yeah. you guys. Uh, yeah. It actually cited us as the <laughs> instigators of the trend. You're it's welcome, New like York Times. Paltrow getting credit for conscious uncoupling. Right? Yeah. Yep. Guess what? It was us. <laughs> <laughs> we are the ones who you heard it here first. Uh, but everything in the article kind of rang true to us, I feel like. Like yeah. we're happy living separate lives. I, I mean, neither one of us has designs to get married within the next year. Right. Uh, So I think, I I do know that for a lot of people, that is a strange part of what's happening, but I don't don't think either one of us has any sort of confusion. No, not at all. I think just it logically makes sense to keep this stuff together, both because it's beneficial in a lot of ways and because it would be a headache to go through the process. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, obviously, they need to do it because they have really strong custody arguments right. that need to get resolved or financial issues that they need to resolve, but we just don't right now. In some ways, I feel like it makes the most sense that we're doing it this way 
because this follow falls right in line with the way we've approached everything sure. else. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Like, I feel like our custom. I mean, we do have we do have a schedule, mm-hmm. especially during the school year, of like you'd have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night, et cetera, et cetera. But truly, most of what we do is just like, well, what does your week look like? Yeah. Well, and there's no situation ever where it's like, hey, you need to bring the kids here on Friday, or I'm calling the police. Which I know <laughs> is like there are people in those no, situations. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to laugh know? at that, so, but that's yeah. very far removed from. Where we are. And those people, I think, need and should file for legal divorce so the court can say, this is when you get your kids. Absolutely. And I understand that. We're just not in that particular situation. No, and, like, I I know it's, I mean, I think you can talk until you're red in the face about what's normal and what's not normal, what's unusual, what's not unusual. But, you know, we've said before, one of the things that doing this has taught me is, like, what one person perceives as normal doesn't mean shit, really. Yeah. Because, like, I've talked to... I know I have friends who are like, oh, my parents split up and just never never went through with the divorce. Sure, and yeah. And, like, I mean, it is a bit unusual, but it's also like, well, why? I well, mean, I think you hit the nail on the head in that between the two of us, I think it causes zero confusion. Right. About and what it means. I guess it does le- le- leads into the second part of the question yes. of like, well, what about dating? Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, I mean, you have more to say about that than I do. Because I think you have had some experience going on dates with people mm-hmm. that were like, you're not divorced yes. yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not religious. I feel like that's another part sure, of it. Sure, exactly. Like, yeah. Not to say that marriage doesn't mean anything to us, but I don't. It's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, pointless. I, we uh, both come to recognize it as a useless social structure. So. I'm actually specific. <laughs> well, not useless because financially it's, well, uh, yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> True. Well, and I'm not getting a divorce specifically to mock God. Too, so that's part of it. Um, but yeah, I think that that's I, my impression is that to to get to the the dating part of it is that on both sides, the people that we're dating are like okay. Like I think they're fine with it. I think they would probably prefer that we were like flat out divorced, just because it's a cleaner definition. Yeah, and the- even to be able to refer to this person is like, I mean, we call each other our ex spouses because yeah. it's the clearest. But I mean, I I think. Do you think that that's a fair statement too? Is that like this is fine and they're not worried, but. Like, if you were divorced, I would be slightly happier right. about the situation. There are, I think that's, I mean, as you said, with so many things that have come along with this, like, I think you and I feel very clearly and very much at ease about the situation that we have set up for ourselves. Yes. But then maybe the people that we date, as you said, have slight qualms about it. Or I would say too, like the kids, they don't care, but I just like sometimes they're like, when is that divorce going to happen? Like, right. I don't, and I, I think for me, especially, I mean, for you, for us, if we felt like it was creating any sort of like, oh, maybe they're getting back together, right. but they don't think that. No, they at don't all. think that at all. <laughs> no, I think they have zero illusions. And I mean, we travel together, we have family dinners. I think they have zero illusions. I feel that like we're there's back other together. stuff that we do that would be more confusing than the fact that we're not officially divorced yet. Right. Well, and Lila <laughs> just flat out refers to us as divorced parents. Yeah. Because again, Which for her reality, that's what it's for like. For all intents and yeah. purposes. 
as we are. Nothing is going to change for her when we sign some paperwork. No. So, and not, I mean, honestly, nothing is going to change for any of us except, as you said, like non-sexy repercussions, like fewer finance advantages. Right, and, or like you, we, different insurance plans. Yeah. Like, can we all be on the same phone right. plan still? Right. Yeah. And it's just Who's like a hundred. am I going to use? Well, that they're cracking down on anyways. I know, so, I know. And yeah. Costco too. Everybody's getting real like crackdown See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Implications I haven't even thought of. Like, are we going to have to get separate Costco memberships? Uh, if we divorce? I'm probably just not going to have one. And then if I try to use yours, they're going to start... They, they stopped someone. It's like the Gestapo. <laughs> <laughs> they stopped Costco them at our always... local Costco, to which I say, uh, you know, first they stopped them in the bigger cities and I didn't say anything. And when they stop me, who will be left who to will speak? speak for me? They was this in the news or it was just on like a like next door Facebook? No, thread. I let Chris borrow my card and they were like, we're not doing this anymore. Oh, oh they literally <laughs> stopped. To the yeah. person that you're, I see. They yeah. were like, maybe you've seen this in the news, which I had. I, had you seen that? No, I didn't know. Oh, I thought yeah, yeah. It was... It's been a big deal. Like, there have been, it's been on, like, social media that Costco said, like, no longer will you be able to use your mother-in-law's card. We are cracking down. This isn't the loosey-goosey Costco. Yep, but yes. sure enough, I lent my card out to someone that I trust. And, yes. And uh, they let him in, and he was able to, he used it to buy some tennis balls. Uh, and But then they were like, just so you know, like. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. This is the last time. Don't come back here. Yeah. Well, the Costco has always been. And for the record, I love Costco. Yeah, Ryan I'm has much. So stri- I get pro pa- very Costco. panic attacky, yeah. and nobody needs that much mixed nuts. Like you have so much shit in your pantry right now that you still won't have not eaten, will not eat, purchase in like 2021. You sound just like my mom. Correct. Yeah. Your mom Who loves is Costco. Correct. Well, yeah. yeah, but I feel like you you have to know you have to know going in what you really need That's to right. buy in bulk and what you don't need. That is fair. That is totally and fair. You, sir, do not need to buy anything in bulk. Like, what do you love to buy at Costco? Big old bags of chips. Yeah, and then you don't eat. Then those funyuns sit there and don't get eaten. No, oh, well, but that's that's on the children. Here's the thing about big Costco. old bags of snacks. They give you shit. Like they, that they is fill true. those shit bags. Yeah. With, like there's one great option. There's a couple that you're like, eh, I don't love baked Cheetos, but yeah, sure. Like I'll, I can, I can deal with that. And then there's like three terrible options that they just ask you to overlook, and you do. But sometimes you can just get like a 40-pack of Skinny Pop, just regular old Skinny Pop. Any th- Here's the best thing about that. Okay. Anytime there's been something that I'm like, I love this thing, but it's bad for me. Uh-huh. The best thing I can do is go buy it at Costco, because by the end of that supply, I will never want to eat it again. See, they're so doing you a service. with those animal cookies that I like so much, yeah. the iced animal cookies, the Man, pink and white ones. You don't want like those anymore? No. If I brought one in right now, you wouldn't want it? I would want like one, but I didn't even finish the pa- I didn't even finish them, because I was, I was over it. They coated my root, the roof of my mouth one too many times. <laughs> With pink uh, and white frosting. Yeah. So is there 
a marriage analogy here that, you know, we ate all of the good parts of the marriage and all that was left in the box was the shit. You were a big box husband. I really need one of a more a more boutique style. You need a locally raised, yeah, a small, small batch husband. I just, you know what I don't like about Costco? What? Everything. <laughs> but no. I feel like it's one of those places, kind of like the airport or Harry Potter land, where if you get enough people in this one designated place, Ryan's drinking from a Bucky's water bottle right now. I'd say Bucky's has a similar vibe. Mm-hmm. Everybody just feels like they can act like an asshole because you're not accountable to anything. And the cruise was that way too. It's a little bit like the purge anarchy. Yes, situation. it's like nobody has any sense of like social graces or or. There, nobody's being polite. Like, I literally feel like people will just, like, bump into you with those massive Those carts. giant cards. Yeah, and they don't even apologize. Listeners, weigh in. <laughs> people are passionate about Costco. I love the samples. I love... you. I mean, you do have to get the right deal, but I love getting the right deal there. I don't, I don't mind the deals. Yeah. I love the... We have not enjoyed this, but I have always loved the food court of Costco. I the feel great like you deals. never eat. I've never seen you eat anything. But I love from the there. idea of it. Why? And I loved it as a kid because they have the dollar fifty hot dog. I have never seen you eat one of those hot dogs. But yeah. I used to eat those. This is like a, a childhood attachment to Costco yeah. too that I feel Maybe like you that's don't have. It. I, I mean, that's the same thing with Disney World. I right. feel like I have a very very skeptical adult view of Disney World because my parents never took me there. Sure. They took me to the Bahamas. Now, like, I remember getting, like, boxes of, like, full-size Costco candy yeah. bars See, we as a never kid. And that's, Costco like, the best thing in ever. Shreveport. I think maybe they still don't have Costco. They only uh-huh. have Sam's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I get it. I understand why people love it, but... It's it's a no for me, doll. You have to go at the right times, too. I will acknowledge that. Like a weekday. Yeah, but like there's if, not a right... I feel like we used to go on Sundays because that's when all of the God-fearing people were in church. It's a great time to go in Alabama. All of the people who respect marriage as an institution, as a religious yeah, institution. That's why we were there on Sundays. <laughs> not that long ago, we were like, let's go to Costco and go specifically on a Sunday because right. it'll be empty. And then guess what? It was full. It was full of people being assholes. It was well. That's because it was the godless. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bunch of godless people. People came in at one, and they all were orderly and in line as the Lord intended. If you going to hell is the only thing that's keeping you from rear-ending me with your big ass cart and just not saying boo about it, then I feel like we've. We've failed as a society. Also, those people are ramming you with their carts, too. I know. Everybody yes. is. In defiance and of their like lord. people are just like, it's like on the Berenstain Bears when Berenstain Bears, too much strangers. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger danger. 
It's the part in that book where sister has her eyes have been opened to the scariness and danger of strangers. So then she goes out to the community green. The green way, yeah. And everybody's like glaring at her and giving her dirty looks. That's how I feel at Costco. Like, why are you glaring at me? I didn't do anything. You try to like make eye contact with someone and like smile and they like flip you off. Okay, but let's extend this analogy further because... Mm -hmm. Sister Bear, that's in her mind. It's not how people are looking at her. You think it's my perception of Costco correct. that people are being jerks? Yes, no. that is, I think in that is correct. Correct. Yeah, I think that it's a little bit of just like Sister Bear. You're a real Sister Bear in that you're seeing the worst imaginings correct. of people at Costco. Costco is the dregs of our society. I shudder to think what our forefathers would think if they saw it. Their minds would have been blown. Yeah. They would have yeah. loved it. This is all to say you can have the Costco membership. Okay, good. I'm glad we got back. I do to want that. you to buy me tennis balls there, though. Well, that see, is exactly. a really good deal. No, that's the exactly. only exactly. That's literally, I think, the only thing that I want from Costco. Mm, not big bags of frozen fruit. No, no, I don't use that. You don't make a bunch of smoothies with no, your big yeah, bag make of frozen a bunch fruit? of smoothies. What are you making? Like five different smoothies but that's, a day? The fruit stays in the freezer for. You can get fruit at Publix, but it's it just cheaper. Gro- no, it's cheaper. Yeah. Okay, this is why we got divorced, gang. All right. So, what else do you have Not to say? Technically, <laughs> right. This is why we separated. Uh, what else do you have yeah. to say about the realities of dating as a separated person? Um, so I will say that since we, but I don't know why I'm pulling my phone up. I didn't take notes or anything. (laughs) I took some notes on here. I will say that now that we are both, now we both have significant others Mm -hmm. and we were saying for this episode, we're going to try and keep it kind of high level. These people don't want to get dragged into a podcast. (laughs) Like. Like, not super Basic. detailed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Broad. Yeah, yeah. bird's it, eye view. Yeah. Or like, yeah, big picture. Um, I think that that has pushed us to do, or to take more seriously one of the things that we have always talked about, which is to say that we're going to put the kids first uh, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think that that. Both of us dating has landed us in a few situations where we're like, oh, this is kind of awkward for me personally, but the kids, right. it works best for the kids this way for us to do it like yeah. this. And and so I do think that has been actually a good like trial because I think it's easy to say that you want to do mm-hmm. that and then not have it be tested and be like, what's everyone talking about? This isn't right. hard. But there there have been some things, I think, for both of us where we're like, oh, this isn't my favorite, but I guess I can either be an asshole about it or I can be the bigger person. Right. No, definitely. I mean, that's what really puts it to the test. I think the four of us as a unit worked fine. Yeah. But yeah, and it's, it's hard because there are a lot of things that I have not liked about <laughs> dating. And, and most of them a lot of them have to do with the kids you know so your person has met the kids and spends time with them my girlfriend has not spent any time with the kids yet um but i think that's probably the hardest thing about it is navigating like introducing the kids figuring all that stuff out and there's external factors right right for the on my end external factors um that uh that have gone into not meeting the kids 
Um, but are you like jealous? Are you, I mean, I know it makes it harder just in terms of getting time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it is, it is a little bit of jealousy. Like it's hard to be like, this person is getting these moments with my kids that I would have loved to have gotten. Like, I think that's a really hard thing to deal with, Yeah, you know, like to know, you know, like you guys are all doing something fun or, you know, all the time. Well, but you know, I mean, there's you, you do fun things that, that they enjoy. And, you know, it's like, that's a hard pill to swallow. Like it takes some getting used to. Yeah. And I think on the other end, you and I have both, faced uh, <laughs> tough discussions from our partners of things that we have done as a foursome. Oh, where sure. Like, yeah. Oh, that look, that would have been fun. Yeah, right. I would have liked <laughs> to been in on that yeah. or I would have enjoyed that. So I feel like it is, it's, it's just kind of awkward, not even necessarily awkward, but it does require a lot of time and thought and energy in terms of like, how do we approach the situation so that, you're not being, you're not, you, no one wants to hurt anyone's feelings right. and mm-hmm. it's not going to be easy for anyone. So, um, I think there's a lot of thought that goes into, okay, none of us are going to be completely satisfied all of the time. Right. So how do we play this so that at least the, the kids are happy and, and most of us are satisfied right. most, of, most the time. of the time. Yeah. And I will say again, it, it certainly appears that the kids really like your boyfriend and that it seems it seems to me that he treats them well and is nice to them so you know that it would be a bigger issue if they like <laughs> yeah. i mean i don't think you're going to date somebody who's an asshole but i know yeah. that there are situations where people are in that and they're like right. i'm worried about my kids spending time right. with this person yeah and so that's not it it's more just like yeah, that yeah. would be that'd be fun to go eat pizza and watch the sunset. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be a, a nice. Yeah, time. <laughs> I know that'd be a nice time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I do feel like it's slightly imbalanced right now because of the fact that we are doing that stuff, and you and your girlfriend are not yet. Right. But I think that when that does happen, and just to. I don't think it's oversharing to say Ryan's girlfriend has kids right. and my yeah. boyfriend does not. Mm-hmm. So I actually think that that I, from what I can tell her children seem like a delight and they are almost the exact same age as our kids. So I think there will be a lot that y'all will get to do together. Oh, we're going to have when the time so comes. much fun. It's so going to be basically fun. living yeah. an episode of Step by Step every day. And I'm but be without Sasha Mitchell beating well, people up. you're going to be Christie's house with her dad, Watson, and her... Oh, right. Her stepdad, Watson, and the mom. Because she, like, gets a, one of the babysitters becomes her stepsister, no, right? No, that's Dawn and Marianne. Okay. Incorrect. Okay. Christy has a big... Her stepdad's super rich. His name's Watson. And he... That's Karen and Andrew's dad. So Karen and Andrew, actually, you're more like a Karen and Andrew situation because when they go over to their dad's house, Christy's there with her brothers and they have like a huge house that has all these kids and it's like fun and chaotic. Oh, yeah, that's going to be me. Yeah. But then her mom remarried some like loser named Seth who's real quiet. And so they have a quiet, neat little house. <laughs> I mean, you do have a neat house. I do have but a neat house. I don't house. think that it's quiet. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah. But but I mean, that's all to say, 
I think there's, you know, there's room for everyone. Right. And it's just, it is very hard. And I think you're right. You have to take that. Because there's plenty of times where I'm unhappy with the situation, but the kid, it doesn't seem to be affecting the kids negatively. So you just kind of have to be like, well, I'm going to be unhappy with this situation and that's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, or, or that, you know, it's best for the kids to not let that show. They pick up on it sometimes, but, yeah. um, but on the whole, I think that every, everyone is getting along as well as they possibly can, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to say another one. I think that that's a big thing is the significant others being like, how do I fit into this situation? You know, how, what is, what is the deal with this time that you guys spend together as a family? Or for instance, like this, like you and I are just here right now. Yeah. (laughs) Spending time together, which I think is odd, would be odd for some people. Um, Some like significant others and maybe even the ones that we have. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't, maybe odd isn't the right. Well, maybe odd is the right. I feel word. like odd maybe is because it's like maybe they're like, okay, fine, you know, like this. I trust you, and I see where this is going, or like I see what right. your relationship is. But it is different. It is different. I think. I mean, uh, I was very upfront from the get go mm-hmm. of like, this is how I want it to be. Right. This is the situation as it stands like this is kind of how I foresee it maybe changing and be and I I think we both acknowledge like it might be different in the future I was talking about going on vacation with your family um with a friend of mine and he was like oh yeah my ex-wife and I did that for a few years like early on in the divorce and he was like eventually it gets awkward well and we've talked about that I mean the extended family vacations probably aren't gonna be a thing and that that, is one thing that like We've both said, honestly, if we weren't dating other people, we probably would still do that just because it's not weird to us. Mm -hmm. But like, (laughs) that's a part where we're like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. a little disrespectful. Except for that eclipse trip. You can't keep me (laughs) off of that eclipse trip that I planned. All right, that's fine. I'll see you there. Who knows who's going to show up for that trip? (laughs) That's true. Might be some eclipse surprises. Um, But... You know, I think from the very start, I at least can say for me, I was very clear about, yeah, we're separating and eventually divorcing, but these are the things that are important to me. These are the things that we have done and will continue to do. I mean, the podcast, family Mm -hmm. dinners, stuff like that, trips, just the four of us. And I mean, my partner has said... Oh, great. Right, right. And I I mean, I hope that I was clear. I think sometimes I think that I'm being clear about things, and <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not. So, you know, it would be better to get Laura's take on whether I was clear about that or not. But yeah. I certainly don't. I hope that I haven't been, like, trying to hide stuff or whatever. I think sometimes she's like, you can talk more about this time that you guys all spend together, like, without me getting upset about it. Yeah. You know, because I think sometimes I just don't say much of anything, which is always my strategy for things, right? Is to just say nothing to right. avoid conflict. Well, I feel like we're dating the wrong people because like my strategy is to just talk a whole lot about it and my boyfriend has been like, you don't have to tell me. Like, I don't want to, he's kind of yeah. like, I don't like, it's not, it doesn't, 
I'm not mad about it, uh-huh. but like I just don't want to know. Sure, I'm I don't want to know. Y'all have that time, but yeah. like I don't need. <laughs> I don't want to hear about all the fun you're having recording your little podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's funny because I've been like, you could listen to it, and he's like, no fucking way. And you said that Laura like has been listening to it. Hey, Laura. <laughs> um, but it is. I do think that that's something that I've had to learn, which is like. I don't always get what I want. And so, and also like the way that I might approach something, it is not necessarily what someone else would want. So like if I were in their shoes, I would want to know what'd you do? What'd you talk about? Who was there? Like I, I'm very (laughs) nosy and I get an insecure, like I can be jealous. And so like, I just want to know everything Mm -hmm. I always have. Um, so I've had to, I've had to learn, like, oh, you really don't want me to say yeah. anything, and that's like okay. you really mean it. Well, that is one of, I think, the hardest things about relationships for most people is even if you're a thoughtful person, like, you tend to assume that the other person wants what you want. What you would want, yeah. yeah. And I think that that, I mean, that caused problems for us over the years yeah. Yeah. because we have very different communication styles, and I think it causes problems in a lot of relationships where even in a good faith effort, you're like... I was trying. I thought you would want this. Right. Like, this is what I would want. Yeah. And it's that's not the case. No. So. And I think, I mean, you know, not to, not to do comparison and contrast, but I think that you <laughs> let me get away with a lot of stuff. Correct. That you just, like, didn't say anything. And, I mean, Chris does not. He's yeah. like stop like you're yeah. at, you know you need to you can't you can't make assumptions that this is what everyone wants like he calls me on a lot mm-hmm. more shit and that's been a real learning curve yes but i think that's what you needed that i didn't i mean that's one of the many reasons that we're really poorly suited for each other yeah is because of that di- we didn't have that dynamic yeah and you i think if i may venture like deep down i think you do want a little bit of that I think you want someone who's going to push back. And yeah. that was not me at all. Yeah. So. I've been, maybe I thought I wanted it. Now that I'm getting it, I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't like this either. <laughs> I, but I think that you do. No, I know. Well, and first of all, you know, you you picked that. And so <laughs> in some capacity, like the thing you pick is something that you want. Right. right? You know, so yeah. I think that you and, you know, some of it might have been that you were drawn to that because it was so different than the situation you were in. But I think the fact that you're in a relationship like that suggests that on some level you do want that. Yeah, and I mean, we <laughs> talked about that. I feel like you and I talked about mm-hmm. that in like couples therapy even before all of this happened of like, it's our argument styles. It's it's me. It was me like pushing you to try and get a reaction. And the right. harder I pushed, I feel like the more you just I just like... went more into a shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Ranger Dog barking at that turtle at the lake. Aww. And he just went into his shell and Ranger kept barking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ranger. You're Ranger Uh-oh. and I'm the turtle going into the shell. <laughs> Running yeah. around biting everyone. <laughs> more the barking at the turtle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it has... I would say that dating other people has probably led to more conflicts than anything else. I think between us, I'm thinking back to some previous people that I've dated and that kind of thing. Well, let it be said that for about what, six to eight months, would you say? Yeah. Six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Orion was just, you literally were going on dates like seven 
night seven seven dates a week i would say i mean that you might would, be a little no much, I, that is yeah. not an exaggeration there was one day where you literally went on four dates in one it day it was three dates on one day and then you'd get all like oh i feel overwhelmed no shit <laughs> oh let me feel sorry for you <laughs> i'm just dating too yeah, much i can't imagine why you feel overwhelmed yeah. when you took someone out for breakfast then lunch i swear i think you fit in like an afternoon hike and then you also went out to dinner no with it someone was three else. days in one day I remember the day you're talking about uh-huh. specifically um yeah. so I mean I think that some stuff ca- caused conflict in that period just because of very specific like arguments that oh we had. sure but I, I'm just saying in general I think that if you were to say what has caused the most conflict since the separation yes. I think that it's that it's the whole element of bringing other people in sure yeah um yeah no i would agree with that yeah and i think one of the things we had talked we earlier when we were prepping for this episode one of the other things we had mentioned that has been a tough thing to navigate is social media yes that has been a a hard situation to figure out like what do you post who gets posted when what kinds of pictures do you share you know because it's very public and it i think everybody is sort of like well, is my picture here? Like, right. why is this picture yeah, here? Yeah, and I'll you know? say, I mean, Chris, if you look on my inst- on my personal Instagram feed right now, it's <laughs> it's it's 90% pictures of the kids. Sure, And yeah. then you're in some of the, like, mm-hmm. he's not on my grid, which, sorry, but honestly, I just don't post that much anymore to that type of, like, to, to the grid. I feel like, so we've both posted stories. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Laura and might be on your grid. She might be on my... I got to look. If she's not on my grid, I'm going to put her on my grid. Yeah. <laughs> she's going on my but grid. But no, I mean, that is... Uh, that's definitely something that... I don't I don't think you and I had any conflict over that. That was just kind of like post the, pictures when you feel comfortable. No, no. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying is I think it's a hard thing to navigate because like you want to represent that we're all spending time together because that's part of but you want to give these other people that are important to you right. and I like recognition as well and it's just it's a hard it's been a hard thing to right navigate. and we have set like I think that that's been one thing where for you and me choices that we might make would feel very natural or not even like something that would need discussing and then when you bring in other people you do have to discuss them and the choice that I might make might be different from what Chris wants. So right. one of the things that we talked about was like when we went on our spring break trip last year to Florida, he was like, please don't post pictures of ju- a picture of just you and Ryan. Right. Uh-huh. And at first I was like, that's dumb. Like we're basically brother and sister. <laughs> like, uh, in my head, I'm like, why wouldn't I? That's yeah. so stupid. That, I mean, that <laughs> was the trip where we specifically said that we have a brother-sister dynamic Yeah, now. and it is yeah. true. But so where while my first response was, you're dumb, uh, I, I stepped back and I was like, no, I get that. Like, And he, I mean, to his credit, he was like, post a picture of the four of you. Like, that doesn't bother me. But just like, I really don't. Like, I'm you're going on this trip without me. I hope you have fun. But mm-hmm. I really don't need to see a picture of just the two right. of you. And right. I was like, oh, I get that. Yeah. And I have gotten similar comments from 
multiple people. You know, when we went to Santa Fe. Multiple people. Well, I just oh, last year whatever. that woman that I was I, we weren't like a couple, but I've been out with her a couple Even times. Even though Ryan bought her a squishy mellow. Yeah, she loves squishy mellow. <laughs> Um, but the Squishmallow later frayed as a metaphor for the relationship. That was a little bit of an overstep, though. Like, y'all literally had been out a couple of times. Oh, and sure. And she was like, why are you on this trip with your ex-wife? Well. But I'm saying. Guess I'm saying, what, Taylor? All I'm, I'm still saying here. <laughs> is that people, it yeah. causes a lot of reactions. And this also is just not a thing that people had to deal with 20 years ago and at all. And it causes all. confusion for outsiders, yeah. too. Because I know, I know that there are people people that still look at my Instagram feed and are like, well, what the fuck? Are they still together? Like she's supposedly dating this new person, but there aren't any pictures of him. So I, yeah, it is. I understand it doesn't come from nowhere. Yes. Well, and it, you know, we've even seen some confusion. Like you posted a really cool thing that I liked where you were like, we're divorced, but we went (laughs) to this event together. Ryan and Charlie came to support me. It was really a great example of, working together as an ex-husband and wife. Because someone that we were talking to was like, are y'all married? And I was like, no, like we're divorced. We say that a lot just because it's easier than saying we're estranged. Um, But I was like, you know, he's just here to support me. Like we're still really good friends. And the guy was like, cool. Like that's so much better than the alternative. Yes. Uh, But we post, she, Anna posted about that. And uh, someone that we know was like, (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you're back together. And it's like, no, that's not what the message (laughs) said at all. Which that's just reading comprehension skills. Right. But I'm saying, I'm sure there are some people who are like, what's the, and we've tried to explain this, but I still feel that we run into people at camp pickup or we run into people at the pool and they're like, no, these two are I think the good thing though is like, I honestly do not give a shit anymore. No, I don't either. A year ago, I would have, a year ago I was more self-conscious about it like i was very concerned with oh are people gonna think that we're that we are back together that we're not i truly just do not care anymore no i don't (laughs) care at all about the insta randos but i we both i think want to make our partners feel valued yeah and to run our and and to make each other feel that because it also feels weird to like well i'm not never gonna post a picture of you again like we spend a lot of time together and we've talked about i mean i've talked about that Mm -hmm. with chris like you're still my co-parent like right there's There's still gonna be pictures Yeah. yeah and i mean i don't i don't i think that it would take a really kind of short-sighted person to be like no birthday posts you know and i mean we it's not as strange i don't think that it's strange i have multiple friends that post you know congratulations or birthday posts for their ex-spouses i think if you have a good relationship with your ex it's not unusual right no i mean i posted a mother's day thing you posted a father's day thing and i'm not saying i got any guff about it i'm just saying this is all a very modern uh, minefield yeah. of emotions yeah. because it is so public. It's even either there's this podcast of like a relationship expert I listened to and she was like, I think that we should add this as like a love language 
is like posting oh, about your because yeah. some people care about that yeah. a lot and some people don't yeah. and like that it all rises to like gift giving or like right. you know all of that so i don't think our mindset is that modern like i actually think a lot of people have situations like the one that we are in but it's the the modern elements of social media and that's what i mean like yeah. again you wouldn't have had to deal with this 30 years ago right even if you were in a, the exact yep. even if you basically had consciously uncoupled Yes. and we're best friends with your spouse. It and, just wasn't a thing people yeah, had to deal with. Yes, no, yeah. I agree with that. All right, let's move on. We gave ourselves another assignment, yeah. which was we went back and listened. We've gotten a lot of comments about how our banter is more fun, lighter now. And so we're like, well, let's go back and listen to like a pre-separation episode <laughs> and see if we can hear the tension in our voices. And we picked, I think, the perfect episode to do this on it was we were in bald head island in 2021 it's an episode that we like reference as like god remember how bad that yeah. was and we talk about the fact that we had gotten into a Whenever fight in I, the episode like, wax nostalgic on man like what went wrong we were so happy i feel like that i can i'm like oh well, yeah we're listen we to this no yeah. no absolutely and so it's a um actually we need to look up it's called this move is called the fantasy suite, that's right and we need to look Look up the exact um, name of the episode so that That's people what it's can called. listen to it. Yeah, or the the number of it though. I wanted to pull up. It was mm. in July of 2021, which also was a good time because this was kind of right before things fell apart. Like it's one of those things where if you were like watching this as a movie, you'd be like, "These people are about to get divorced." Yeah. This is almost over. It's July 9th, 2021. Um, if you want to go back and listen, I don't recommend it. <laughs> Oof, it's rough. <laughs> so we said 20 minutes in, I was like, why did people still listen to us? Same. I was like, who was listening to this? Uh, and I also, I just have some general podcasting notes about it, but let's deal with the relationship yeah. stuff first. So I, do you remember what we fought about? I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> I was going to ask you the exact same thing. So here is my memory of it, which is. My memory, it's a one-sided <laughs> memory, but my memory was you were like, hey, go set up the podcasting stuff because we had like a little like... Casita. Yeah, a little casita. Like a garage a little, apartment. Yeah, like Mike Seaver. Um, the, the, we had a, initially thought like some of the kids might sleep out right. there, but they didn't want to. So uh -huh. nobody was really using it. I was sleeping out there, I think. Oh, were you? I think so. No. Yeah. Was I not? Okay. You had a bedroom. Oh, I did house. have a bedroom. That's right. Yeah. But anyways, we went out there. So I went out there and like set everything up. And was just like sitting there waiting for you. And then you came out and got mad about something. That's my memory. Well, what did I get mad that about? That I was That's sitting what out I'm there. Asking. Yeah, that I think you wanted me to come back in and say like, hey, we're ready. I think you thought sure. that I was. Communication skills. But my understanding was like, hey, I'll go set this up. I'll see you out there in like 10 minutes. So a misunderstanding. A misunderstanding. But again, from my perspective, it was just like I was sitting there and you came and yelled at me. I don't think that that is a fair perspective but i think that was my perspective of a lot of the end of our marriage was like i'm literally sitting here and you're mad about something and i don't quite understand it well i feel like my perception was i don't know i don't know how to spin that into my perception i mean i feel like again the lack of communication is probably key there oh sure like you thought you were going to do one thing i thought you were going to do another mm -hmm. um yeah i, I don't I'll, know the fact I'll that it say, turned into that vicious it. of a fight well let me say this okay let's hear it i want to hear it <laughs> my perception 
in listening to the podcast, not so much in that fight, because I am definitely, I, I still do that. Like if I'm in a bad mood or I can, I feel like I can turn on a dime and just get, I can get very angry very quickly yes. for sure. Um, but I can remember for about, I don't know, for a long time leading up to the separation, just feeling like, man, this guy doesn't like me. Like he's saying that he does. I know we're married, but like, damn, you are over me. And I feel like that came through to me loud and clear in that podcast. That is interesting because that was my interpretation of you. (laughs) is like this woman does not want to be here same i mean that's interesting you know i don't know i i want to talk a little bit more about that in a second but let's talk about the episode so like it's about an hour and 10 minutes Mm -hmm. and i feel like the first half hour is just intolerable like we kind of sort of get over which to be fair like we had a huge fight and then we still had to record. Right. For you, the listener. <laughs> so we had to force ourselves to just be like, all right, let's just get this done. And that yeah. is the vibe that it gives. Yeah, like, but what do you... No one's having fun. Yeah, no, but <laughs> listening to it, what kinds of things do you pick up on that gives that vibe? I mean, I can tell the difference between when I'm like truly thinking that something is funny or giving my like, <laughs> yep. that laugh. Yep. I gave that laugh a whole oh, lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I feel like I interrupted you a lot in it, too. So I'm sorry. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I mean, I felt on my end, I noticed those things. But I also noticed there was less dialogue. It was more like observation response observation response like it wasn't really like a conversation that was like developing or like that we were having fun with no at all again nobody was having fun and and i also i heard a lot of the thing we talked about earlier this episode and in a previous episode of instead of like me like saying like i don't agree with you just being like yeah whatever you yeah. know like okay you don't agree with my point fine let's just move on yeah to the next thing. yeah there yeah. was a lot of that yeah in that episode too um but and yeah just sort of the general tension i just i'd like to identify kind of like it's palpable but like what how mm. is it palpable you know and i think those ways i think the tone of voice that we both have and you say stuff and i'm very quick to be like i don't agree so right. whereas i feel like i say stuff if you don't agree, you just kind of, you don't even give the, the you can't even be bothered to like have a conversation about it. But mm-hmm. I do the opposite, which is like you say something little that we shouldn't, that I shouldn't really have a problem with. But I'm like, well, actually. Yeah. No. And both of those are bad. Like, yeah. cause that's, it yeah, took yeah. me a long time to realize that. And then I couldn't get out of this pattern in our marriage was like that saying like, yes, dear, or whatever is basically saying, shut up. It's an, it's a lack of investment, I think in like, like it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's base. It's, it's just another, it's a passive aggressive way of saying, stop talking. Like what you're saying isn't important. Yes. It's not important enough to like, to engage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a yes, much, it's a lack of engagement. Yeah, it's a lack of engagement and it's specifically shutting down engagement yeah like it's not even just a lack of engagement it was like i am not going to engage with you because it's because the implication is like it's not worth it yeah (laughs) which is how i felt but i think that that's a very bad way obviously it's a bad way to yeah well to not engage with someone it's just funny because i i think that when we split up and and still to this day probably there are people that are like it was all her like 
he, you know, was clearly over the moon in love with her. And, and I think, I mean, we were both in love with each other. But I think to me, you like there were so many like dog whistle moments where I was like, I know nobody else would be picking up on like how irritated Ryan mm-hmm. is or how angry. And I can remember saying to you so many times, I, as I said, I just don't think you like me that much, but I don't think you were willing to like just say that or admit it to yourself. And I think you like, you liked me. Like I, we both liked each other. We both loved each other. It wasn't a terrible marriage, but it, to me, I picked up on much smaller things sure. that you did yeah. and internalized a lot of them. And uh, and that was hard because I think I can remember we got a review or we got that. There was that Reddit thread that was like, they're splitting up. And one of the comments was like, well, no shit. She's so mean to him. And I think I was really mean. Um, but it wasn't just... <laughs> Out of nowhere. But it's, I think it's some of that, you know, you are mean sometimes. But so are, but so are you. Yes, in my own way. And but what and what I was going to say is back to what we got at earlier is like, some of that is you wanting a response. Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll needle him until, and, and me not giving a response. Right. Again, we are just really poorly suited for each other. Yeah. In so many ways. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, and I think it's funny to hear you say that your impression was that I didn't like you because that was my impression for like years. Well, I think it was both before, of us. And I think that a lot of it was like, I don't like being in situations where like, I feel like I'm doing something I'm not good at. Right. And I feel like I was just not good at this marriage at all. Right. And I think that made me check out. But then I think in my mind, I I could tell that. And I was like, well, (laughs) if you feel that way, we can either work on it or, you know, you can check out and I Uh can check out. And I think that's kind of the direction that it went in. Um, and and here we are. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> we both checked out and then it became like a vicious cycle of checking out. Right. And I, I do think that I was to, you know, to be, give a criticism of myself, I do think I was a little more of like the self-righteous one of like, she's the one that's checked out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just not going to engage because what's the point? You know, like she doesn't like me. She doesn't want to be here. And I don't think that I was willing to engage on any of that i think it was just sort of like well she doesn't like this me. is the situation yeah. i guess so i've got to be the i'm bigger, just gonna yeah. <laughs> i feel like that was one of the things that we commented on that rang the most true about that with that fleischman show was uh-huh. the ted mosby character being very like i guess i'll just be the dad while you're out gallivanting in the city right um and and the both characters were at fault yes um and that's what that was one of the things i liked about that show was you could see why he would say that and also why she would why get annoyed she, yeah by it and right. why that would be frustrating and i think that again that couple was much more identifiable to me right than the Fleischman characters. And it's hard because it's a little bit of a like chicken and egg situation of like what happened first? Like did did we both put out vibes that we didn't really <laughs> want to be around the other that mm-hmm. much and then like it, it was hard because I feel like I would go and play tennis for mm-hmm. 3 hours. And I can see how that would piss you off and make you feel, well, God, like she don't want to be here at all. But then if I, you know, I would come home and I feel like you and the kids would 
be building Legos or have something and like have the door shut and like I would come in and try and join and it just I wouldn't I wouldn't get vibes that I was welcome and so then I would feel like well I guess I'm gonna go play tennis even sure, more exactly you know? that's I think the exact vicious cycle that happened yeah and what would we have done to fix that? I have no idea other than better. I mean, we went to therapy right before COVID. And yeah. And got sh- cut short because of COVID. And I don't think that our therapist was especially good. No. Uh, we liked her because she seemed cool at the time, yeah. but she wasn't very helpful. Yeah. Um, I don't think she was helpful in identifying like our exact specific elements that were contributing to that dynamic. And then also just like bigger personality traits that were... right. You know, and I, I mean, again, you, you're right. Like, do you, how do you overcome a, a personality trait? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. And people who have very different styles stay married and yeah. make it work and find happiness. And we were I not able to we crack could that have. nut. Like, I, I think <laughs> we, we could have stayed have married if we had. I don't know. Started a long time ago. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that it was unsavable, but. I think it was at the point that we, you know, were done. I don't think that it was unsavable in terms of a marriage. I think it was unsavable in terms of a relationship. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, no, it does. Yeah, I think we could have stayed married and kept doing what we were doing, but I don't think that it, I just don't think that the foundation was there to make this like a solid romantic partnership mm-hmm. for. I mean, I still, I think based on the interactions that we've had the last year and a half that we were friends who thought we should be romantic partners. I agree with that. And, and it was we, something that we probably should have recognized yeah, 12 earlier. years before. Yes. <laughs> yep. And that when we, we made a mistake of like the particular kind of fondness and connection and chemistry that we have, yeah. we mistook that for like a romantic relationship. Yeah. When again, I think looking at the relationships we're in now, I think that like maybe we're just better suited for d- other partners yeah. in that kind of relationship. Yeah. You know? So I was going to, one of my questions was going to be, why did we make each other so miserable? But I think we answered it. <laughs> I think I that's it. I feel like we got it. At least, I mean, there's other, obviously it's, uh, there's a lot, but I feel like that captures a there lot. There were other things. Sure. There's yeah, a lot of things. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do think that those things also contributed to that bad dynamic and that kind of vicious cycle. And I do think that's kind of what doomed us in the end. Yeah. 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 So good luck, Laura and Chris. Fun times. <laughs> Have a good time. Uh, there are definitely times. I mean, it it is interesting to see ways that those traits are. I mean, I still I'm <laughs> we're all very flawed individuals. Oh, yeah. And so I think, you know, on the one hand, it's a little bit depressing because I think some of the things that, you know, <laughs> are better in this new relationship. Are, are better but then there's all these other like new problems that i'm like oh man this wasn't an issue back when you know i had someone that just went along with everything i wanted to do all the time and now this is happening like i don't know sometimes it just feels like sisyphean you know i'm kind of like i guess we'll just toil at this until we die <laughs> I, I mean i guess i have a different perspective which is everyone is deeply flawed yeah but some people's flaws match match up better, better. Yeah. yeah no I and agree i think with our that. flaws matched up very poorly yeah no and, i do agree and made, with that we i think we made each other significantly worse people and, and i do try to remember like 
we are still in a relationship for the rest of our lives. Right. And yeah. I think we we match very well as friends, right. as coworkers. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I try and focus on the positive of, well, that didn't work, but that it's, you know, it's not like we have to be like, okay, well, see ya. Right. <laughs> no, we found the relationship that's right for us. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to say that we made a big mistake because we got two kids. You know? Right. So to be like, well, we never should have had a romantic no, relationship. No, I feel that way. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> It's hard have, to say. I but. have said to, to Chris and I've said to other people, like, I cannot imagine someone more well-suited to have that I someone that I would want to have kids with more than you. Like you're just you're a good dad. We work very well as parents. I think now, now that I have the kids, like I do spend time with them. You know, like mm-hmm. I, 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 in so many ways, felt really cut out of parenting. And right. You, you can. What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I feel you're not a martyr, but a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. You are a little that bit might of a be martyr. the word that you're looking for. I don't know. I just think that you were really good at, you know, wanting to always be present and and wanting to do everything. Mm-hmm. And so in that sense, like it's hard it was hard for me to be like, well, let me do some stuff, you know? I know, and I think I got very frustrated with you for not saying let me do some stuff, but I also recognize the ways in which I cut you out of the doing stuff. Right. Yeah. Again, I think it's it was a vicious cycle where we pushed against each other instead of coming together and solving our problems. I think like now that we're separated, it's easier for me to have an individual relationship with our kids. And when it was you and me, because of the dynamic that had kind of slowly built up over time, it was always either you and the kids or the four of us. Like it was never just going to be me and them. No, and I agree. I think that the separation has actually done wonders for your relationship with the kids. Yeah. I think from my perspective, I sometimes felt like while we were married, like, well, why can't it be the three of you? But I felt that way, too. Yeah, you I know? mean, and this is one of those things where, like, we, we probably should have talked we about this. Maybe we yeah. should have communicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been insightful, I mm-hmm. think. I hope Claire's life is better You're based welcome, on Claire. the demise of our marriage. And I think, given how heavy this was, we should play a fun song. Uh, I think at the one end. of the things that Claire asked earlier someone i remember asked and claire i think it was you maybe it wasn't apologies if it wasn't um but someone or and multiple people have said like what would you do differently or what do you wish you had done that maybe could have like helped out early on and i do think i mean i always come back i mean it's what we just said like i just don't think that we talked to each other Mm -hmm. enough or honestly enough about like what we really wanted, what we were really feeling. And what was going wrong. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, to go back to, like, what would we have done differently? Like, I mean, obviously that, but, like, I don't have any. Like, if I could go back and give advice to my five myself five years ago, mm. I mean, this hasn't been fun, but I think this was the right thing to happen. Yeah. And I think it was now or in 10 years. Well, so. I think, too, like... <laughs> ironically we have gotten a lot better at that in the separation like i think that we have you know to go back to what are some of the things that we're doing now that we we both have 
you know, boyfriends, girlfriends. Like, I think we, I make a point to talk to you about everything that mm-hmm. we do. Like anything that I think like, oh, you know, would Ryan be okay with this? Even if it, even if really it's not your place to say, no, I don't want that. Like right. I'm going to ask no, you. No, and I have noticed that and I've appreciated that. And I think there are times where I'm like, well, I don't really feel like I can weigh in on this because it's not my business. But I do feel like, it's nice that you recognize, like, that we keep that communication up. I just feel like one of the things that was so hard by the end of the marriage was how, like, <laughs> how much I just felt like we had kind of cut each other out yeah. of our, our, not even our lives, because that was the weird thing is like we were working together. We spent, we spent, so, spent so, much so much time, time together, together, but just yeah. like our, <laughs> our inner thoughts and emotions, I feel like we were completely just separated right well i think i wasn't willing to admit to myself how unhappy we were yeah because i think i wasn't ready to deal with the consequences yeah of admitting that yeah because they're you know they were big and right i don't i think that i would have been in denial forever if you wouldn't have forced you know yeah and that is like i know i mean again i get the credit or take the credit or the credit is forced upon me for being the person that instigated the separation. But you were also very unhappy and I recognized that. Yeah. And I think in some ways you didn't even, like you were kind of in denial about that yourself. Oh, absolutely. I don't think I realized how, un- I think it took me a year at least to realize how unhappy I was. Yeah. And I think uh, even listening back to this, I was like, oh yeah, like <laughs> yeah. we weren't happy. Yeah. Yeah. So you're well, welcome, at, listeners. Look <laughs> at us now and how happy we are. What's this lighthearted tune? I don't know. You give me a suggestion. I hope that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us. I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to piss off the dumb few that forgave us. I hope the fences we mended fall down beneath their own weight. And I hope we hang on past the last exit. I hope it's already too late. And I hope the junkyard a few blocks from here someday burns down. And I hope the rising black smoke carries me far away. And I never come back to this town again. Good wife, and I hope you die. I hope we both die. I hope I cut myself shaving tomorrow. I hope it bleeds all day long. Our friends say it's darkest before the sun rises. We're pretty sure they're all wrong I hope it stays dark forever I hope the worst isn't over And I hope you blink before I do I hope I never get sober And I hope when you think of me years down the line You can't find one good thing to say And I'd hope that if I found the strength to walk out You'd stay the hell out of my way I am drowning There is no sign of land You are coming down with me 
an unlovable hand And I hope you die I hope we both die Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.